On this episode of the podcast, I sit down with Odicio Jimenez, a man who wears many hats. He is finishing up a final quarter at Cal Poly, completing his degree in wine and viticulture, but has taken numerous med courses along with interning at the Slow County Medical Ward. To top it off, he is highly involved in a research project on campus. I loved talking with him, learning about all that he is a part of, and how traveling throughout Europe this past summer changed all his future plans. You guys are really going to enjoy this episode. My name's David Kozik, and you're listening to Polycast. Welcome, Odie. Thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Uh, let's just get a little rundown of who you are. Kind of give us a little quick the rundown. Sure, sure. So my name is Odiso Jimenez. Uh, I'm 22 years old. I'm from the Bay Area, Union City. Uh, I'm a wine and viticulture major. Uh, at this point, I'm actually a fifth year, um, but I can attribute that to trying to almost kind of double major. Uh, a big interest of mine was medicine, so I was trying to get into med school. Um, so I had to take quite a few extra classes during my time here at Poly. And so I think I'll end up graduating with about 240, 250 units, something like that, um, which isn't too bad for four years and a quarter. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that's my academic. I'm a big skier. Uh, I like to cycle. Uh, I really like to cook and um, big traveler too. I think at this point I've been to maybe 40 or 41 different countries. Wow. So, that's wild. Yeah. That is awesome. So coming into Cal Poly, what was... Where you go in the med or the viticulture? Okay. So I think uh, in high school, when I was applying, I had the idea that I wanted to go to med school. And I was like, okay, cool. The way to do this is bio or chem or biochem, you know, something mm-hmm. super sciencey because that's what it has to be. <laughs> and so I actually had a high school counselor at the time and she was like, okay, cool. Like go apply for those. But then at Poly, I had the option for like an alternate major. And for this one, she said, okay, uh, look through the list, like pick something fun, something that you normally wouldn't choose. Uh, you have the grade, so like I wouldn't really worry about too much about that one. Like you'll get in for whatever you apply for. And I thought, okay, great, not a really big deal. And I saw the list of majors and really quickly scrolled through it. And I think I just went one time, dragged all the way to the bottom, got to the bottom, and the last major was wine and viticulture. And I was like, wow, it's it's kind of a super ridiculous, funny type of major. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know this was ever a real thing. Maybe the kids in class they just drink wine all day. Like how bad could that be? And so I ended up selecting that and then submitting my whole application and forgetting about it for a couple months. And then I remember a couple months later, I was studying for like an econ final or something. And my uh, one of my friends, he's like, okay, I heard back from Polly. I didn't get in. Like, let's go check for you. And I was like, okay, cool. And so I ended up uh, checking and I got in for wine and viticulture. And I was like, oh man, okay. Like, I really like Polly, but I don't know about the major. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be able to work for med school. And so I was a little bit bummed. Uh, but then I thought, or actually what ended up happening was... Um, my stepdad, he ended up buying a vineyard. He, he was retired. He had been doing agricultural research uh, for a long time. That was his career. And I had no idea he had any intention of buying a vineyard. And he had no idea I had even applied for wine and viticulture. And so I kind of took this as some sort of like cosmic sign that like, okay, let's go with this wine and bit thing, <laughs> mm-hmm. make it work, and then also try to make this med school thing work. And so I ended up uh, sticking with Cal Poly, uh, going in for wine and bit uh, as analogy, which is like the more sciencey route of wine and viticulture and just kind of taking all those extra classes uh, year after year, quarter after quarter. And here I am. Wow. And so I understand they have different concentrations for that. So did Mm -hmm. you kind of 
move towards one that you really found interesting? Yeah. So originally uh, in high school, I was a big fan of like economics and stuff and business too. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, okay, great. Uh, There's three majors in wine and viticulture. There's a business, there's uh, viticulture, which is like actually like a grape growing, like the farming side, and then enology, which is like the science behind like winemaking. And originally I was like, okay, great. Uh, I'll do like the wine business and try to get like an econ minor. Like this will be, this will be great. And then I realized how much extra classes I would have to take with the pre-med stuff. I thought, okay. So the, the only... whole time you knew that you were still going the pre-med route. Yeah. This was, okay. That's, I knew that was like the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do anything it takes to get me there. And so I ended up switching over to enology. Uh, and then I noticed through that there was quite like a few like overlap with like some of the sciences, like with OCHEM, with chem, with bio, um, and like a decent amount of like free electives, which kind of minimized the total extra amount, um, but still didn't cover everything. Uh, so that kind of made the most sense for all the options that wine and viticulture had for me. Um, wow. And so what kind of opportunities came out of that? So lots of them. <laughs> so I remember my freshman year after my freshman year, uh, for the major itself, we had to do like an internship, like hands on, like you're working like at a winery, uh, like either in like a tasting room or like in the fields or uh, in a lab setting. And what I ended up doing or pursuing was um, like a viticulture technician. So I was out in the fields, um, just kind of doing like um, grape maturity. So really just kind of like monitoring the grapes from about like June all the way through September, like right before school started. And so um, this was a lot of fun. It was like a full-time 40 hour plus like week of gig. Wow. Um, I would just kind of run around starting from like six in the morning till I don't know, four or five in the afternoon. Uh, I got like an ATV. I could drive my car in like the vineyards and stuff and just really kind of getting like lots of data, like taking sugar samples, berry samples, um, I think pressure bombing. So like uh, measuring like the amount of water that the grapes were getting. And it was like a very fun collaborative environment and uh, definitely like a, a so much more like social and like involved uh, field that I had ever expected. And this was just after my first year. And so I was already pretty intrigued just from like the whole year of classes and my now one year's deep of knowledge. And then I got a use all of my knowledge and then gain a lot more by like actually being out there and like applying it all. Um, so that was like quite the experience for my first year, um, at least through wine and viticulture. Right. And then a little, that was all through like kind of Cal Poly. They helped and set you up and no, Oh no. So that was separate. You kind of went on on your own to do this on my own. Yeah. Because basically it's like a, it's one of the things you just need to like have for like your major. So they say, okay, go out and like get an internship. And so I was like, okay, like, let me, send out some applications and luckily I was able to find one at Clos de Bois. So like up in Hillsburg okay. and this is kind of like Clos de Bois and see me there like um, sister kind of wineries, whatever. And so I would do kind of work for both of them uh, since I had like the same parent company and uh, like during like the quarter I would have to do or the summer quarter I would have to do like um, like some write-ups and stuff uh, just because it was still like an academic, um, like I needed credit for it. So like that's how they gave us credit by having us do these types of write-ups and whatnot. Um, so it wasn't too bad and it always worked out pretty well. So, yeah. And so this was right after freshman year. Yeah. A lot of students, I mean, whatever, uh, kind of all majors, they're kind of reluctant as far as their experience within that industry or whatever. They are reluctant to get internships. What made you, I mean, did you already have a good amount of knowledge through your first year classes? Uh, or were you just kind of like, hey, I want to learn more and go out and just apply everywhere yeah so i think it was uh, maybe a combo of those things uh i knew that i would have to be taking like summer classes as well and so i figured okay if i can get this out now 
maybe like I'll find like more opportunities that will take me off deeper into this wine and viticulture way or uh, you know I can just kind of like finish this off so I can start doing some of these other classes I know I'm gonna have to take later on the road so it'll help free me up um, but then kind of like back to your point it was like I'm also just super intrigued to like apply all this knowledge like mm -hmm. first year my favorite class probably of the entire um, like series or the whole wine and vit major was this uh, world viticulture and I think it was like wine vit 102 and this was like I was blocked into it my freshman year fall made tons of friends from it and this class we literally had to learn all the wine regions around the world we had to learn about all the grapes that are grown there all the varietals all the styles just basically like everything you could ever think about wine and like compressing in this 10-week session and what was probably like the most intense like scary most intriguing just like an overall great experience um, that brought like so many like friends that I have uh, to this day like together and like really set like the foundation for my wine and bit knowledge today um, so I was just really excited from that one class to go out and like apply it and lucky luckily enough like with this internship I was able to do that and so it worked out just excellently really that's amazing that's yeah. amazing but you still had your kind of pre-med yeah route set in stone yeah I had my pre-med goggles on still the whole time I think maybe during my sophomore year, I ended up signing up for a class on campus. It was like SCM 363. And so this would be like a um, internship. It was like a public health internship class. And so this one, they basically paired you uh, with like a public health um, person or institution here in the county, in San Luis Obispo County. And so I actually uh, volunteered my time at the men's, uh, actually at the the medical ward at the prison or the jail mm -hmm. um, off of Highway 1. Right. So I spent uh, maybe like three, four months there, um, like shadowing doctors and nurses and dentists and uh, pharmacists, like in the medical ward of the jail, the county jail. I was doing maybe, I don't know, 15, 20 hours a week. Uh, I helped develop actually like a, a preventative healthcare uh, plan for them since they didn't really have any preventative health before that. And so it was a very super like whole other side of like, a medical type of experience right. to see it from you know super public health very mm -hmm. like hands-on very like immediate results very just in your face so that's fascinating yeah wow and were you able to see like kind of the other side working elsewhere or was that kind of your first diving into that industry so I think um, a little bit before that I had shadowed uh, like an orthopedic surgeon uh, like in a clinical setting, so like very kind of like basic care and even there at the uh, the medical ward it was always basic care because they couldn't uh, do too many procedures whatever if they had to they would just kind of take them off to uh, the county hospital or the local hospitals here in town mm -hmm. um, but it really just um, it was intriguing just to see like the limited scope that they could do there for the patients in the medical ward as opposed to like in other settings like in a clinical setting when I was uh, watching like the orthopedic surgeon um, uh, for the orthopedic surgeon it's not like they were doing like surgeries right then and there but like they were doing like casting or checking up on um, patients they were kind of removing stitches they were just um, almost like a pre-op or post-op kind of evaluations um, so just really th these multiple sides of like this bigger picture that is like medicine and healthcare it was it still is just like a very like fascinating realm to be able to see and kind of participate in the little that I could right um, so yeah like just all the more experiences that always helps build like a bigger more complete picture of what yeah, you want to like sink your teeth into uh, and just being <laughs> able to see you know how these 
systems work in such different environments yeah. you know i mean you, you take a war like that like the jail you know yeah. i mean it's, they they still need it it's still functioning and and so this was kind of you know you got your feet wet did, did when you were a kid and just applying and knowing your pre-med route were you kind of gravitating towards some specific field within that and yeah. did you kind of apply it through that so i think what it all really kind of stems off of is um my mom she's actually an emergency room nurse um, and she's been a nurse now maybe 30-something years. Um, she had always kind of like pushed me in like that medicine kind of way and like, okay, it's a relatively stable job, it's pretty transferable. Um, you get to help people and you know, like the pay is decent. Like um, a lot of those things kind of, I was kind of formed and shaped in that way. And so to me, like it seemed like, okay, this is pretty good. And of course, uh, my mother being a nurse, she was like, okay, try to be a doctor. Like think about that one. And I thought, okay, I'll think about that one. And so what really kind of grew on me was just being like an emergency room physician or like a trauma surgeon, um, basically where you would be able to like see a lot of patients, um, just kind of stabilize them, fix them up just enough, and then you move them on. And to me, I like that kind of high intensity, always something new going on, always something different. And uh, the scheduling works out pretty well. Um, I like to have a lot of free time just so I can do all my other, to live my life, honestly. And so to be able to kind of like compress the time I work have that done so I can go play the rest of the time. That's really what I want in a job. Um, so, yeah. yeah. And yeah. you had an interesting experience this past summer, I understand, as oh, yeah. far as traveling abroad and working and studying, right? Or so, yeah, basically what I did this summer, um, I was away for a little over 12 weeks, so basically all of summer. Uh, I went to six different countries. I started off in Iceland. I was there for about four days. I went over to Copenhagen for another three or four days. And then I spent two months in Spain in Salamanca, and I took like some Spanish language courses. Uh, so two months of that, which is a pretty great experience. And then uh, the last kind of two, two and a half weeks, um, I was in Scotland and Ireland, and just kind of seeing what those kind of countries were about. I had never been there. Um, so just super exciting, running around, I was by myself. Um, I had recently gone through something a little um, intense towards the end of last quarter. So it was a very like nice time for me to go away and like reflect and just kind of uh, think about my life and reiterate like the values I want to have um, present and like everyday interactions and whatnot. Um, so it was just like a great all around time. Made a lot of friends. Ate a lot of great food. Oh, yeah. Had a lot of really nice wine. Um, <laughs> and you and, knew your wines too. Yeah, so. I knew my wines at this point. There you go. Um, so it was just like a really really great experience. And uh, not gonna lie, like it was pretty hard at sometimes, like just like emotionally, mentally, whatever. Uh, I had never been away that long by myself um, and I'm an only child so you know I'm kind of used to like entertaining myself um, but still at times it was just a little tough but I think like through that uh, it really just kind of is able to make us stronger right. and it made me definitely a lot more appreciative for like the friendships and relationships I have here now and really just kind of made me excited to be back um, so great time there great time now and just Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, traveling I is so important just to be able to see and understand yeah. different cultures and how life works in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And for myself, you know, I'm not going to be able to do a semester abroad as far as going through school. But I mean, sacrificing one summer to just yeah. throw yourself out there, really dive in and, mm -hmm. you know, do it by yourself or do it with a friend. I think that is so important just to, yeah. you know, as you can as you said, you know, putting life into perspective and all. Yeah, all about perspective and like, even then, uh, so the first summer I had an internship, I think every single summer after that I had also been taking a full like load of classes. 
uh, be it like the five-week condensed session at Poly with online classes or just solely online classes. Um, even this past summer, I was taking one online class uh, just to kind of like round out my GEs. Mm. Um, so always really just kind of working hard. I think I've had, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 quarters straight of school. Wow. Um, so it's been a little intense, but I like it. I think I would have been, I can't say bored, but I like having the challenge like this, this upward challenge with all this work. And now I can look back and I'm happy I've had all these just things to do mm-hmm. and people meet and it's just brought me so many more experiences I wouldn't have had if I had just done one thing. Definitely. So, yeah. And so moving forward, are you going to try to merge these two different paths mm-hmm. or have you kind of had enough with one going to the other? Yeah. What's, what's the plan now? So after this whole, you know, summer by myself with all this introspection, uh, I think I kind of almost came to the realization that I'm not sure if I want to go to med school anymore. It's a 12 year trade off. It's hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, it's kind of like a big deal. And to me, um, I'm a big fan of having my own time. And now to kind of sign off 12 years, the, the rest of my 20s, the beginning of my early 30s, those are some prime years of life right there. Right. And so for me, I think I was starting to get to the point where, okay, I think I can, I want to do something else that I enjoy more. And what it came down to, what I came out of this, this summer knowing is that I have a big passion for food. So I know I want to go to culinary school now. So it's about a two-year thing. And I also know I want to pursue higher education. Uh, so a PhD in something. I'm really big into research. I do research right now actually on campus. I've done that a uh, year and a half, maybe, yeah, about a year and a half. And so I really like these things and I like learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, like you got to pay the bills. Right. So my kind of conclusion when I was able to come to was they have like some accelerated um, like nursing programs where I can get like a master's in nursing in three years. And so I can do this master's in nursing, maybe even like pursue that further into some sort of research study that I can publish or just have. That could be done as a PhD. That's maybe five, six year project. Culinary school, that's two years right there. That's eight years. I can do a lot of these schools. It's down (laughs) from 12, yeah. And things that I know I'm wholeheartedly like very committed to. Right. And so... Now I'm just kind of like following like really like really what am I interested in? And it's definitely those things, more education and cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, so to really wrap it back to the question you asked me, maybe kind something. Kind of neither. <laughs> not, kind of neither, honestly. <laughs> yeah. But hey, there's nothing wrong with that. And no. I mean, the skills you have have just, you yeah. know, they all build up. And so. They do. Although you, you'll be cooking some great food and you'll ha- you'll know what wine to match it with. Yeah, honestly. And uh, that's that's been the thing too, like. All the work I've had to do, it builds these skills in you and they're transferable. Like once you've kind of, you know, had your way kind of doing the academic circuit for a little bit, uh, you just kind of learn what works, what doesn't work. And then you can start applying them like in the real life, various jobs, like your in, interpersonal skills. Um, and I'm just kind of excited now to wrap things up here in college and then go out and like apply them, um, be it, you know, culinary school right off the bat, be it go back to school right off the bat i'm not sure yet um i honestly do think i'll be skiing a little bit yeah big, big skier so at least do my winter ski thing for a couple <laughs> months travel mm-hmm. a little bit more and then kind of dive into whatever academic or uh culinary thing i yeah. am thinking about can you expand a bit more on your research that you're doing because i think yeah. you know doing research with professors is such a valuable opportunity that is available for so many students but i i i mean i find it myself there's no real place to go mm-hmm. to find your research. So I'd like to know how you initially got started with that. Yeah. 
So what it came from was uh, OCHEM 2, uh, my professor Hassan Palandokan, a uh, very, very smart man, very intimidating man. <laughs> and he was basically telling a story one day in class that how he like approached his professor to get research um, because he also knew it was important. He was interested in the subject, um, but he, he just also didn't know where to start. So he kind of told the story that he just started bugging his professor and his professor would always just kind of shoo him away like, no, we don't have room right now. No, we don't have funding. Like, all right, just, you know, not now, not now. And uh, Dr. Palandokan just kind of kept going back to him, bugging him, bugging him. And then finally the professor was like, okay, like you must actually really be interested. Like, just you can join us. And so at the time I thought, okay, you know, research looks really good. Like for med school, like I'm also really interested in just kind of like this process. So everyone always talks about doing research in college. Like let's kind of give it, let's give it a run. And of course, too, I had no idea where to start. But after hearing the story, I was like, ah, <laughs> light, light bulbs on. And so I ended up actually going to the professor after class and saying, hey, I'm interested in research. Is there anything you can do? And of course, he's no, uh, we're busy. We're too full. Um, can't take you right now. And I thought, OK, well, let's let's keep trying this one. You know, I'll heed some of his advice that he just told us and let me kind of keep going back. So I think it maybe took two or three times and me telling him. Yeah, I can work over the summer. I can do whatever hours you want. Like, I'm pretty, pretty darn committed to this thing. And he said, okay, great. Like, you're on and let's, we'll have a meeting next week and you can start. And so I do uh, organic chemistry research. I do oxygen ether synthesis. Um, basically, we have one molecule and now we're attaching all these kind of different side chains. And I think one of the more interesting things that I had done during my time, last summer I actually made... Uh, like a molecule that's never been made before and I don't think we're going to be like publishing or running anymore with that right now since we're just working on something else but I can say I've made something that's definitively like never been made before and granted it was very poor yield like wasn't that pure but it was there yeah it was there like I crafted it no one else has ever done that and for me that's my little molecule and <laughs> yeah it's been really interesting very stressful uh, semi-rewarding but just like a good good experience and just kind of straps you up definitely gets you ready and how much time do you invest into that so he has a minimum of about 10 hours a week okay. uh, and then we have like a mandatory one hour meeting but uh last year we were putting in i don't know i think i was putting in honestly maybe closer to 13 to 15 hours a week uh this year it's gotten a little bit better there's more balance which is nice there's more teamwork collaboration and so we're down to about uh, 10 11 hours a week and how um, many people are involved i think there's maybe eight people okay yeah. So it's like a nice little, he calls it a research tribe. Mm -hmm. So like definitely do feel like this tribe, this kind of like uh, group kind of bond over kind of like the work we're doing. Um, it's just nice to know that like we're all, we're all getting our hands dirty. We're doing the work. Like uh, he's kind of the mastermind, but we can also like think of things. And if we have any suggestions or ideas, mm -hmm. he's always very receptive and he always lets us try them. And uh, out really of you eight, is it all various fields backgrounds more or less it's actually uh like chemistry i'm very much so the oddball <laughs> the wine and bit i don't know if he's ever had a wine and bit major doing research for him um so that's kind of cool too uh just kind of bringing in my own like background and uh, my own examples and whatnot it's been uh, really nice just to kind of share the little differences that i do know with the rest of them and of course uh them with their depth of knowledge to share that with me it's a great all-around experience for everyone and just a lot to learn every day learning something new so definitely it's pretty cool that, i mean that just 
you exemplify the meaning of being able to just to do so much and I mean it's just gonna be so exciting to see how you can bring that all together and you know just keep finding you know what interests you and following that at the moment you know there's nothing that says you have a passion for life and you found it as a kid and you just have to go with that but you know just exploring all and whatever your passion is at the moment in time and do you have a current passion I mean current passion like what, what are you most interested at this moment most interested well I really I like uh, like fitness and well-being. Okay. I actually forgot to mention last year I was uh, volunteering or working with Pulse, uh, mm-hmm. so it's like an on-campus. Uh, we're right underneath the health center, and so I was a pure health educator, and so I was working with the Heat Team, which is the Health Enrichment Action Team, and so we would help people with um, you know dietists or coming up with workout plans, uh, like kind of healthy eating habits and styles, just ideas, um, you know, like nutritional mm-hmm. truths. And kind of getting rid of like these myths and whatever else. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for being here. Is there any last things you want to share to students or anyone listening who are kind of trying to figure out, not sure if what they're doing, what they're focusing is, is what they want to do right now? Um, any any final words? I think I just have to say, like, if you have an idea, just go for it. Uh, no counselor can tell you you can't do it because that's that's a load. Like. I had a couple uh, advisors, counselors tell me, no, you can't do, have that med school thing happen with your major. And four years and a quarter later, if I wanted, all I have to do is take the MCAT and I'm there. I have the grades, got all the background work, and they told me I couldn't, and I did it. So if you think of something, run with it. Make it happen. There you are. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for being here. And one final thing, if people want to reach out, what's the best way to find you? Please do. I can leave you my number, email. Just, I'd love to talk. Okay, on sure. social media platforms? Yeah, I think I have a Facebook. Uh, reach me out there. Okay, yeah. awesome. Well, hey, thanks so much for being here, man. Of course, always. Thank you so much for listening to Polycast. I hope you were as inspired as I was after listening to this episode. Go out, chase your dreams. Don't let anyone stop you, including yourself. Odysseo is following his interests, and there are a lot of them. If you haven't listened to my previous episodes, you can find them on my website at davidkozik.com, as well as the Apple Podcast app. Lots more to come, so keep on listening to Polycast.